So it's the end of February already, 2022. I cannot believe it. Uh, Welcome back to Orb Magic for those of you who are here listening whenever. Um, The first thing I'd like to say is good luck and God bless the people of Ukraine. They are amazing and we should send loving thoughts and peaceful thoughts to everywhere on the planet that is experiencing any kind of war. Human beings make war (laughs) and they are often, if not always, some would say avoidable. But um, we have to stay positive. You know, I think it was Mother Teresa or some a quote similar um, to Mother Teresa that was about, I think she asked something to the effect of, do you think about war or do you think about peace? Because your thoughts create reality. And although we do need to sometimes watch the news to know what's going on in the world, Um, I have found that I am turning off the news more and more, although not lately. So just sending loving, peaceful thoughts to Ukrainian people. And back to where we were at here today for the new Orb Magic podcast, which is exciting because I have uh, a few bits of information for you if interested, and also an amazing interview with my medium mentor, Kathleen Cotter Lloyd. She has been, Kathleen has been my medium mentor on and off for the past about 14 years and we talk about the first time we met on the interview and um, you might be interested in this if you're interested in mediumship or how it real it is. Kathleen has been doing this work for five decades and she has uh, been on the planet this time around, this reincarnation for about seven decades and her grandmother, Rindy, was a spiritualist a minister for a spiritualist church in Minneapolis um, 100 years ago, this past 100 years, <laughs> and this past century. Uh, and so it's an exciting story that she has. Um, Kathleen is also a physical medium in training, although orb photography, real orbs, real spirit emanations, not dust particles. There's science on this now. <laughs> See the orb project if interested. But taking spirit photography and being a you know someone who gets spirit photography that is a type of physical mediumship as Kaimuga said in the last interview um but Kathleen is practicing uh her physical mediumship even more as I am and uh she is also an orb photographer she is also a painter she is also an evidential medium as I've just said mental medium and she has just an incredible personality. She has saved my life more than once, literally. And she is one of my closest friends in the whole world. She is an incredible down-to-earth, fun, loving, kind, generous, compassionate, uh, wise human and soul. So that's coming up next. And quick correction... You're going to hear during the interview me surprise her with a question of how many clients do you think you've helped or, you know, spirit has used you. The word medium is 
literal. We're just a channel and we're just a medium and spirit teams come through us for the client, for the sitter, for the other person to connect for the communication between worlds and for healing and love. Uh, But I asked her, how many clients do you think you've had? And she said, you know, I don't know, you know, 20, 25,000, something like that. Well, she was thinking about it and doing the math that her spirit team was having her do the math. And it's more around 12,000, but that's been over five decades and the number doesn't matter. Anyway, it's been thousands of people that she has used her gifts to or be used for the benefit of others uh, who are in need of, you know, healing from grieving or want to talk with their loved ones on the other side or just see, you know, how this mediumship stuff works and how real it is. I'm very excited about the Bix essay contest winners. If you're not familiar with that, um, the Bigelow Institute of Consciousness Studies had a essay contest this past year they awarded over 2.5 million dollars in essay prizes to the top essays they only they got over a thousand submissions and the essay contest was for proof of life after physical biological death you know not an easy thing to prove some would say Um, and then again as dean radin has noted in his amazing work uh there is hundreds of years if not thousands of lots of evidence on life after death. And the Bix essay contest uh, awarded over $2.5 million in award money to those scientific papers, top scientific papers, uh, proving or trying to prove or giving as much evidence as they could for life going on after death. And the thing about physical mediumship in particular and seance mediumship is that it is also real, and that's about as uh, as evidential as you can get. Um, and there is a lot of controversy in that area, but there's also a lot of amazing books you can read about it. I'm just now finishing one of the best books uh, about physical mediumship I've ever read, which is a memoir by the physical medium, Stuart Alexander. He is still alive and wonderful and doing incredible work. Uh, He has stopped doing seances after many decades, but the book is An Extraordinary Journey, The Memoirs of a Physical Medium. And there's an epilogue written in the newest edition by New York Times journalist and investigative journalist, very credible, Leslie Keene. And what's so neat about this is that Leslie Keene is also one of the inspirations for the Netflix docuseries that was released last year, Surviving Death. Highly recommended. Really uh, awesome. You'll even get to see some seance medium stuff in there. But um, Leslie also was one of the judges on the Bix essay contest. So you can see this stuff is becoming more and more credible. It's always been credible in many ways. Um, and you're, you're not, people are going to have a harder time denying its reality. So those are just some of the things going on I wanted to mention. In case you're interested in looking them up, uh, my next orb photography book, May the Orbs Be With You, uh, it will be published in the next few weeks. So March 2022. So the first book, The Technological Age and the Orb Phenomenon, is uh, very affordable and highest quality photos are in the ebook. So I highly recommend the ebook. 
This next book, May the Orbs Be With You, is only going to be an ebook. Also, high quality photos in that ebook. And then I'm working on a third book on spirit photography and transfiguration. Because I've started to do some transfiguration and uh, humbly speaking. It's, it's really um, something to talk about and just use as another form of showing uh, that life goes on after physical death and that there is a way for mediums to help with those who are grieving connect with the reality and facts that life does go on after death. Now, I had originally said that these podcasts would only be 30 minutes, and I'm going to try to get back to that. But when the interviews happen, they are, they are averaging around an hour. Uh, that happened with Kai Muga, which was awesome, and we talked longer than that. But also with the other interview with Stephen Berkeley, and now with Kathleen. So I hope you enjoy it, and thanks for being here. Welcome, Kathleen Cotter Lloyd. So, welcome, Kathleen. Hi, Kath. How are you doing? I'm just great. It's a beautiful day here in Minnesota. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I mean, there is a lot going on in the world, but personally, I am doing very well. Thank you. And so, um, we can just get going, if you would like. Just go right into yeah. it. Um, Let's do it. Yay! This is my friend, Kathleen Cotter Lloyd, one of my closest friends in the whole world, my medium mentor, and of many, many, many years. And for those of you who don't know, I met Kathleen, quote unquote, randomly when I was studying uh, Dutch at the University of Minnesota, um, right before I had moved to Holland. And it, about a year before I was going to go to Holland and I was studying Dutch and my fiance at the time, Deba Dipta, and I walked into Kathleen's office by accident. <laughs> and at first, we weren't sure what to do with uh, getting a reading. We weren't sure if we wanted a reading. So we left. We said hello. We met Kathleen. We went to lunch. And wouldn't you know... Deba uh, convinced me, uh, uh, this was, you know, many years ago, that we should go back and have a reading with Kathleen. He had a feeling, he had a feeling that I might want a reading, and we got a double reading, and he convinced me using Heisenberg's uncertainty principle, which was really... <laughs> Kath That's my new title. See, the synchronicities there, coming right back around, Kathleen. Right back around. So, um, yeah, so we went back and then met with Kathleen. She recorded the reading. She gave us a, a tape recording of the reading. And I kept her business card. And it was a great reading. And I remember thinking, ooh, she knows that we might not end up together. But she didn't say that. <laughs> I remember thinking that. Um, and she was right. Um, but you were so kind to um, be very ethical and very loving and gentle about the information that you were picking up on. Um, and we had a wonderful experience with you. And then that business card, me saving that business card, saved my life a year later because I survived severe crime and trauma in Holland. And I 
I had your business card and I knew I could call you and you say you literally saved my life more than once in the past 13 years. You have saved my life more than once. So can you introduce yourself to everybody? Say hello. Tell us who you are. Hello, all you out there in the world. Here I am in my little world in the big lake area of Minnesota, central, they call it the central of Minnesota, where you stand on your tippy toes, you can touch the cloud with your fingers. I'm Kathleen Lorena Cotter. My professional name is Kathleen Cotter Lloyd. Uh, some people in the family call me Kathy. Some call me Calf. I call myself Kath. So all those are hard to say. My grandmother couldn't say Kathy. She'd say Kathy. So that's my favorite name. It's the unknown name is Kathy. Um, what else can I tell you? Have I told you enough about myself? Well, how long have you been doing this work? Can you talk about your childhood a little bit when you knew you were connected to Source um, and your family of, of mediumship? Sure. If I forget along the way, you should tap me on the head, okay? Okay. So, <laughs> from here, from Ohio. <laughs> so one day I was evidently being a bad little girl, and so my mother set the timer and told me that I had to go upstairs, and she'd come get me when the time was up. So I was kind of miffed, and being a little child back then, I did have a personality, evidently. And so I went upstairs, and I laid down the bed, and I faced the wall. And... I don't know what happened. I think I may have fallen asleep, but I thought, gee, I can hear mom coming up the stairs and I can hear her at the door and I turned around and it wasn't mom. Oof, even now I get the tingles. I was six years old. And when I looked at the door, what I saw with a child's eye was what like Glinda out of the Wizard of Oz, actually like that, an angel, only it was the, the good witch. Um, I'd hate to say it that way, but... Um, neutral territory. She was a beautiful soul. And so she talked and told me lots and lots of things. She, and she kept telling me, you have to remember this. You have to remember this. And some of the things she told me, I, I, every night I go to bed, even into teenage years, but I've forgotten those things. And I think I want to get hypnotized to find out because it's important. But the one thing I do remember while she was standing there, um, she said, just continue your art. Don't ever let up doing your artwork. And so I said, well, could I do a, a painting of you, a drawing of you? Oh, sure. She said, you can do that. But she spoke very eloquently. And behind you, Christina, I can see Naughty Pine. In my bedroom, my daddy had just had just put up Naughty Pine in my bedroom, which was not painted or covered with raw wood. And so being the child I was, I didn't think anything about it. She, I said, let me go get water and paint with watercolors. And so I went and got them, brought them back, and, and I started drawing a picture of her. And the thing that was so noteworthy all these years, even now when I think of it, was that I painted her. And when I painted her, I would look down at my hands, and I saw something round with a thumb sticking out. I didn't know what it was. Of course, it was a palette. But all I had was a little watercolors. And so I was painting away, and I looked at her. Oh, this is just great. It looks just like her. I'll have it on the wall. She'd be my guardian angel. Not saying all that, but, you know, as a child, oh, this is wonderful. And so she said, I have to go soon. And so when I looked at my painting on the wall, it was a stick figure with a triangle for, for a skirt. But in my, in my soulful journey in, in coming into this body called Kathy, my previous life, I was an artist and a darn good one because 
when I turned around and looked at her, I started crying. She said, don't worry about it. You're going to learn everything you need to know. Just remember as much as you can. Gone. And I ran downstairs and I told my mother about it. And, um, and she was astonished about it. And she said, well, you just go outside and play, honey. But while I was gone, she called my grandmother. Grandma Rindy was an ordained spiritualist minister and told her that what had happened. And so she, they weren't cross with me. Then when dad got home, evidently mom told her. And dad was grandma's son. And he had so many things happen to him in his work time. Um, that were absolutely amazing. And and not but, to um, not to interrupt, but your grandma Rindy was a physical and mental medium. She was a spiritualist, um, ordained minister, and she held her own seances, right? Like a hundred. She had a church. Yeah, and where was that church? It was at twenty four hundred nine Chicago Avenue, Minneapolis. It was called Our Spiritual Shrine. And you were there as a child a lot, right? Yes. I love going to grandma's. In fact, uh, I believe that I was the reincarnated daughter of her called uh, Gertrude. They wanted to call me Gertrude. I'm so glad they didn't. <laughs> You're just not your choice. Kathleen is a oh. very nice name. <laughs> and so, um, just segueing, and my dad, a, a little short thing about dad, he was a foreman working in the boiler in this factory, and his hair started standing up on all of his body and they were working on uh, a furnace and he got his men out quickly the last man out oh he said i forgot something he ran back in and blew up that oh. man died oh my goodness but did he he helped though what did he help no, others no not my dad but the man that went back in to get something he had forgotten in the room he ran in quickly, and before he got out, the boiler blew up, and he got killed. The dad got all the men out. That's dad what I'm saying. Your dad helped and kind of had an intuition to help to get people Whoa. to leave. Every time. Yeah. Yes. So you, your, yes. your, your whole family, in many respects, your immediate family, um, are were intuitively connected. And I know as an evidential medium that because they've come through me, some of your family have come through me, including your brother. Your brother was the first, well, one of the first people to meld with my energy in, in, in my trance mediumship. And you helped with that. So even your brother who just passed over in the past year or two, he's able to come through and meld with, um, as you know, physical mediums. So your whole family seems to be connected. Well, most of them are, but there are, you know, as in any family that aren't prepared or wanting to be open enough to understand what really is, then, um, then they just have to learn by my example. And I've had many examples, but just as in the Bible, you know, they say Christ's family didn't recognize him either. So I'm in a good stead right now. As here. a medium, right. That's right. Um, yeah, Jesus I was... I want, I want to add just one more. My sure. daughter was very, very intuitive. And yeah. She could move things across the table, but she was going Jenny. to... Onto, onto, Monta, yeah, Jenny, Jennifer K. carter -Royd. She was going over to Monticello when the train came, and she stayed back from the guard quite a ways, but there was someone behind her that uh, wanted to get through. And I think unconsciously she was trying to get that people out of stay back. Well, this truck went around, and it got hit by a train. Wow. 
right there in front of her. And yeah. then she she saved a man trying to jump over a bridge. So she's done a lot of things while she was alive. Yeah, and um, for for those of you who who probably don't know, Kathleen's daughter crossed over to spirit. Um, uh, a little bit on the early side in her 30s correct Kathleen she was in her 30s and but she Jenny has come through me several times and uh, is a regular spirit guide of Kathleen's also um so that's probably a good segue into now asking you about your development over time so um what was your development like over time yeah, so Kathleen, can you talk a little bit about that? You're you're the real deal. Uh, your development, um, your first clients, and what you're doing today. Oh, gee, it's been about. Mm, it's been well. I think I want to start. Yes, I will start from way back when. When I started doing this work, I had no one to do readings for. However, if I was standing in a grocery line and I felt comfortable and the people around me seemed to be receptive and and I would pick up something, I, just before I was leaving the, the aisle, I would say to that person, I want to tell you your grandma's here and you're not to worry about this or that and they just a light bulb will go off in their head. So I knew that, that there was something in me being able to off the cuff just say that because when it's fresh like that, People are receptive because they're in awe. It's called, and now it's called evidential mediumship. So I would do that, and that's one way. And when I joined Michael and Associates down by the river where you came, he required that I do tarot cards, and my grandmother, bless her, would roll over in her grave now if she knew I did that. <laughs> I even tried to find cards or just pictures so that I could make stories from it, but it just sort of didn't work. It had to be the traditional tarot cards. And so, um, well, even Suzanne, even Suzanne Giesman, uh, will, will pull a card once in a while. Yeah. So that's our, our, our touch point. So, uh, eventually, you know, I couldn't say because the landlord down there didn't want Michael to have any psychics because he thought that was really something different. So I, I did that for many years, and I, I recorded everything. That helped, and many clients would come back with their tapes and say, you said this and you said that. It's just amazing. Of course, I wouldn't remember, which was a godsend, actually, because for a, a person that's doing readings, and it's just what they call a, a medium. Now they call it just a medium because there are so many phases of it now, which is wonderful. Um, but being it's, just a medium. It's really good. Okay. It's really great that you recorded those sessions because that's exactly what I had I took a tape with me of the recording and I was able to val validate and verify for you after the fact um you know that you you got everything right so you you, oh, you, know, you know when I was working down there I just thought about this pandemic whatever's going on with the war way back when when 9-11 happened before that, like four months before that, I'm just amazed that I remember that. Anyhow, what happened was a lady who was Asian came in and she wanted to find her parents. She wanted to find out where she came from. And I got the most the strange chill. I said, well, you know, whatever you're going to do, you're going to have to do it within three months because I feel like the, all of the airlines are going to be shut down. You won't get out of the country. I'm going to, 
Now I think about it, and that was 9-11. They closed all of the airline stone. Wow. Well, like these little things, I, I, I don't remember them, you know, and I'm sitting here wondering, what am I going to tell you? Because there are so many different things. So you need to perk me up along the way, folks. You know, I'm, I'm an elderly senior person here, and so once <laughs> in a while I have to be jabbed along, and, and Christina knows a few things. And so we were talking about how I lived out. That's a, I was not happy doing Tarot, but it was okay. And so um, we move on forward. And uh, when I was younger, my grandmother actually took me to seances. And she told me stories about when she went in this one house, there was a huge uh, mirror on the wall going up the stairs. And it was at least eight or nine feet long and three feet high. And it was very heavy gold. When they went in their room, they locked the room as they do in all seances. And they had the lights on and things like that. And no one heard anything. But when they turned the lights on, it was in the room with them. So that's the sort of things that she was involved with, the very beginning of spiritualism. That was like the, the our little ship to get into the future was spiritualism. We had some safety in that. Right. And did, so, did, did she do, did, sorry about the feedback here over the computer, the noise, um, but did she do um, seances in the dark ever? That's funny you speak that. Just before I, uh, I started writing things down, and yes, uh, she actually segued out of that into the room upstairs was had two doors and a tiny room upstairs in the center of the apartment upstairs which she rented out there was no one there of course and so we shut the doors and ray a friend of ours and dr um, peterson who was an ordained minister we sat down with grandma's little chest a uh, cherry wood table and put her trumpet on which was aluminum and glowed as well that's much better than cardboard but you know if it works it works so we heard the on this aluminum trumpet there's a line where you line them up so it's straight and a seam and it, we could hear it rolling back and forth on the table so it was an indication of precursor of what's going to happen that the spirits were that's why that trumpet's important and so we were sitting there listening and we heard wishing around above our head and the spirit had picked up the trumpet and was carrying around there was light coming in under the door so we could see that trumpet flash every once in a while in that light so wow. what happened yeah that we heard a man's deep voice come through and just boomed it it feels like he vibrated the walls it was really wonderful and she could do table tipping in light like this grandma would touch her little table and it would raise up off the floor wow she just had the touch and whenever we did seances together, we all four of us had our hands, so we knew we weren't lifting it. So, yeah, so what I wanted to do was I wanted to do that sort of thing. I wanted to do it. Grandma did. She said, I do it when my hair turned white. <laughs> and guess what? <laughs> Although your hair looks absolutely wonderful. Um, but for those who uh, might be listening to this and do not know, both Kathleen and I are developing our physical mediumship and, and, and getting all kinds of phenomena, but I'm in Ohio and she's in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, and so I think it's just a different time now. You know, it, it, it was very big at the turn of the century and then it died off after the 1950s. Um, and then it came back again in the early 1990s with the skull experiments and Robin Foy and the Noah's Ark Society and this is all happening in the UK and it came back again in the United States and I think personally right now it is again starting back up and and thriving and more people are developing um, just like a hundred years ago. 
Um, so you're you are still to this day, um, many decades later, you're still working on developing, even though you've been a very successful medium. Isn't that correct? Yes. Yes, and Christina and I talked about the fact that uh, I think it was a couple of months ago I was in bed and holding my phone up and checking things like setting the timer. And when I looked down, I saw ectoplasm run right along my leg and up and jump out the window. And I have a picture of that. And in that same room, uh, when I started doing orm pictures many years ago, I said, Jenny, if this stuff is real, stand by your picture on the wall. And I felt something behind me move past me, and I took a picture, and I developed that picture, and you can see an orb right next to her. And I have, I have beautiful fuchsia, and I have beautiful green, and oh, absolutely gorgeous. Yes, and um, you published one of your moving orbs, a blue, huge blue orb flying above your house. You published one that picture in my book. Yeah, my first book. Um, and you know the orbs are are real. There there are instances, many instances, where photographs look like orbs, and they're really just dust or refractions of light or you know reflections. But there is scientific documented work now on uh, spirit emanations creating their own light, generating their own light in spheres of light, streaking lights, moving light. And because they generate their own light, they can interact with the flash of a camera in a process known in physics as fluorescence. So I've seen your pictures, the one of Jenny, where you asked her to stand next to her actual picture and then got an orb um, right then and there. I've seen that. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of work yet to be done on spirit photography when it comes to the orbs. But you do get orbs, which means you're a physical medium, <laughs> not just a mental just a cell phone. People can do it on their cell phone. That's right. That's I actually right. I did classes on that. Yeah, and the flash does help, um, very much so because of fluorescence. So, well, yeah. how how about how have you? I mean, would you say you've had hundreds and hundreds of clients? How has that experience been for you over the decades? Because you pay your taxes, you know, you are a professional medium. You've done hundreds of appointments pro bono for no charge. I'm testament to that also because you helped me save my life and did many appointments for me for free because you are a humanitarian and this stuff is real and your spirit team and spirit guides want to help. But you also pay your taxes. You are a professional. You do at times charge for your services. So how many years now? How many clients? Oh, since 1982, I believe. So I know it's got to be more than 15,000. Wow. I, yeah. I was not aware it was even, I mean, I could have guessed, but that's incredible. Um, how many spirit guides do you think you have? Or do you want to talk about uh, your spirit team at all? So first of all, this is my belief that I have learned over the years that your higher self is your guardian angel. Yeah. That's how you connect to all that is, is through that person, that soul. And so you do have guides, 
that come in, all the people on the other side that work through mediums are practicing souls, just as doctors practice and psychics practice. They are practicing, they're learning to work through a medium, through a body, how they can develop their skills, their energies in the right direction. They need to be aligned with the person that they're setting up with, so there has to be that attraction. Just know that they interchange, they come and go. They're not all there all the time. There is one that guides, that's a this is all right. Now, this is time for you to step back. Don't pull on the medium on the other side. They're being taught on the other side the same as I'm being taught on this side. Yes, I have and had that experience in seances last year. I did real seances um, with international mediums and met several uh, seance mediums that are internationally recognized, have been tested, have passed their tests, you know, um, by Jock Brockus, for example, who is a psi researcher, very credible psi researcher. And I, that's what I witnessed in real seances is that even the spirit teams are still learning and always doing experiments and always there in love and for healing, and that our higher self is our main spirit guide. You see, that's that's what spirit is always fluid, always moving on, wanting to learn. They're the ones that brings the ideas into us and, and registers it in mass consciousness, and that's how you pick up things. That's how you, you write things, how you create things. It's like, so I need to give you the new title of my book. Can I yes, yes. Well, well, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes, but what is the new title? Searching for Abundance Using the Uncertainty Principle, The Fuzziness in Nature. I love it. I love it. Well, that's a good segue to, to our next few questions. So yeah, we'll talk about your book uh, in a second. This will be a good segue right into that topic. You were working on a book called Abundance, and um, it's there's a quote from it in my first book on the orbs. Um, you're now you just said the new title, so I'm excited to hear more about the process and where you're at. But as we do that, um, I'm curious if you could tell uh, others who are listening to this podcast what you've learned as a medium about life after death i mean we were just talking about uh guides and the higher self you know our higher self but what have you learned what would you want people to know i mean everybody has psi abilities everybody dies physically um reincarnation is real there's science on this now dr jim tucker at the university of virginia for example who works on children with past life memories. Uh, so there's a lot of science. Um, the Bix essay contest recently. But what have you, Kathleen, Cotter Lloyd, Kathy, what has Kathy learned about um, life after death? The thing that I know to be true in my heart by the passing my daughter uh, that really set the mood for the rest of my life as I was told many years ago by the in the soul that asked if I wanted to have a child be born and they wanted to know if it was okay so that's the child that came so for six months driving home it was crying all the way down to work and crying all the way back when I get into the house it was like walking into Nirvana it was peaceful and joyful and sunlit. So there was something about them bringing my energy back up again to do the work. So I know that there is that. 
And in my workings and the things I'm doing around here, part of my development was actually working with physical things, not being able to do it, not having the know-all, but knowing that I had a father that could do that work. I'd say, Dad, will you tell me how to do this? And he sit me down and we'd draw a picture of it and he'd write down what I was supposed to do. That's my dad. And so I know that those things are, are, are possible. And every day, daily, I hear, we love you here. And, and to the people that I work with, I tell them, all you need to know, clients that do want to find out about past life, that they, they are loved more than anything in the world. And they are the individual spark of energy, just their personality that exists in any worlds, any universes, in any galaxy, done individual thing. And I know how souls are birthed on the other side. I've done work on that. And that's very interesting. And how after you, a person has passed on, it's good for them to know that what can happen, what they need to know, two to three days after that soul has passed, they go to a very quiet place and will work on completing things on that side they wanted to happen that they know will help those individuals. They they do somehow do the work and, and the work shows up in reality. Um, just by that person completing something and knowing something had to be done and and possibly perking up that person that that's wanting the help. Else what else now? Tell me the question one more time. Oh yeah, no, just um that was wonderful. Thank you. Just what would you like um others to know about the work that real mediums do about the afterlife about the healing the love the dynamic drawing that uh, that i've done is i hope i can see this on here we have okay so we have the sitter the client is sitting here and the psychic is here and so what that psychic does is travel up to the spears that you want to call heaven connect with that client's energy come down into the client and pick up the information there's that connection and so when that psychic comes back they're working on the energy of source to give the correct information and sometimes the, the only requirement you have to be a medium is your true love of people and having really good self-confidence because the sort of things we do are very hard in the first place. But when you're a natural like Christina, and I hopefully me, and so many others, we connect up just by centering ourselves and allowing what is there to come to us. We can feel when it doesn't feel right. So that's the information that spirit doesn't want anyone to know. You can feel, even in t doing my text, they'll say, no, don't put that on there. It's just gonna cause problems. It's my knowing the internet is part of source energy. So that's why we, when we think somebody's mad because they're typing something, you're picking up intuitively text on the thing and it's telling you that that person's mad. That's just normal. So there's so many things that are just normal. In the old days, there weren't. All of it's bubbling up. And all the older workers are working now and upgrading themselves and all of this stuff, knowing all about it. So that that's important for people to understand Whatever you think are thoughts that can change anything. Once you think that thought and you work on it, cause action, then you get get results from it. So you really need to be careful and just live in the moment every day because then you'll get then you'll have people helping you. And if you can just meditate for three minutes every day, that's all. 
you'll pick up on things. You'll begin. It'll be like peanut peanut butter and jelly just coming together all at once <laughs> in a wonderful way. Yeah, I think that's a wonderful, beautiful way to think about it. I mean, you said a couple of things that I know also to be true. Um, which, and by the way, thank you for the kind words, but I wouldn't be here without you. And, and you know that I would not be here without you in so many ways, shapes and forms, but, um, we were meant to work together. Um, like I've mentioned before, you saved my life more than once, <laughs> literally. And so, but I love what you said about how you have to really ha want to, um, do this love, uh, this, this, um, this lovingly you know do this with love um connect to your sitter and the clients um in a in a type of humility but yet confidence so a balance of humility and confidence to do it lovingly to connect directly and i connect through the heart chakra we all do but i like the way you described it about sort of reaching above coming down through the you know uh, through the crown chakra although they didn't you know talk much about chakras um 150 years ago at the you know beginning of spiritualism but we do today but i like the way that you described that sort of coming up going back down connecting with the sitter and then keeping that connection um in confidence uh, love humility and just for the client it you are being used hence the word medium you're the in-between um between the afterlife and the spirit guides and spirit teams and the sitter and if it's um working you'll know it you'll feel it it'll feel loving it'll feel right it'll feel healing and we've experienced a lot of laughter it'll feel like joy spirit never ceases to amaze me at the jokes they're constantly making jokes and bringing through the laughter <laughs> Yes, absolutely. You don't, when you pass on, all you do is you drop this earthly thing, this body robot that you have. Your personality always lives on. That's your, it's ingrained in your, in your soul because that's the energy that that soul wanted to know and learn while here. And everyone's got their little concept of what it is, but for me, it's just energy to energy. It's not the karma. It's not picking up cards. It's not this and that. It's just you standing where you are putting your intentions and in, saying, I'm going to do this because it's going to help them. It's going to help me. And best of all, it's going to help the people that are working from the other side because they're practicing souls. Yes, I love that energy. It's just energy. And you can change it by what you're thinking about, by how you're feeling. Abraham Hicks calls it the vortex. That's right. What you're thinking about connected to the heart what your thoughts and then what you're feeling and you can shift it you can shift the energy um and if you're constantly thinking about negative things um there's no judgment on the other side and it's like a magnet you will draw those negative things toward you so it takes a lot of effort sometimes to remember oh all i have to do is shift my thought but once you do remember that and once you do feel that lifting up at that moment then it's just you just it's joyous you can just stay there <laughs> and then you start to see all the good <laughs> come toward right when, when, when you're talking that that's the most important energy to have i've got it in my book is neutral energy once you learn to modulate things and get this wild out here down and modulated in that tiny little body and in your soul and your mind then when you're at neutral energy you can create 
anything you want. You can you can set up your life to be it's not just going to stay like that all the time because we're in bodies that are variable. We, relationships can go on for, but when you always have the habit of coming back to neutral energy, That's you right. can handle anything. That's right, and 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 we've seen that in our own lives. Um, you with losing your daughter. Um, you know too soon and then how spirit took away your pain um and in my own life the crime i have survived and lots of other stuff as you know the harassment the constant harassment about who i am and um but you just have to keep pushing forward you just have to and spirit helps it's amazing how much spirit can help and you you know it, it's some people might critique and say well why do you have to ask for their help you know it seems a little weird that they won't help unless you ask not only are they always helping but they respect free will we have free will so they're always helping but they don't interfere in your free will they can it's your choice you're here you're doing the lesson you know if someone a spirit comes in and wants you to you know do something else that's against that then they are truly on board every moment is juicy it's the moment by <laughs> moment you got to keep connecting those moments that's right that's right i love that um so why don't you just talk a little bit about your book the new title and what the book is about and um then i'll push you to publish it uh, soon <laughs> well um, just off this front page here i've written a couple of things down and this might just be a nice segue for us to move on but one of my quotes is abundance always has been within your reach in the realm of happiness the next quote from me the space between earth and reality and the universe is called the greater reality the door is the fuzziness that is referenced by um, the individual that talked about the uncertainty principle and they in that little thing that's what set me forward i was calling my book a tiny book and journal abundance nothing for of and that just plain a big abundance and then i realized that there had to be a door to go through and so that door is the fuzziness that's where reality we can't go any further and you can't see any further we can't punch i'm sure we'll, as we progress spiritually and soulfully and in our energetic ways and come together as the, the groups that we're supposed to be working together because that's the new future is all of us working in groups spiritually then we can see that's the same as the veil the fuzziness is the veil you know it's interesting you call it the fuzziness because not only is there something in philosophy that i love called fuzzy logic um but heisenberg's uncertainty principle is has always been something i've absolutely loved and for anyone who doesn't know the gist of heisenberg's uncertainty principle is that your intentions can change reality your intentions can cause a shift in the pathway that nothing is set in stone in the future there may be a path for you but you can choose how to handle how to go about that path or how to create new little paths along the way um so it's that idea that nothing is absolutely certain and that we have control over a lot of it through our intentions and our intentionality and then the actions and choices that we do but i love that you use this um 
these metaphors and analogies about fuzziness because um, Cryon, who is channeled through the medium Sean Carroll and has been, Sean Carroll has been channeling Cryon and the Council of Communication, I think they're called, and the Council of Twelve, the Circle of Twelve, um, they talk all the time for the past two decades through Sean Carroll about the fuzziness, the mist, the mist that is created on the bridge. And when you stepped through that mist, you're confidently stepping through, um, you're confidently stepping through to the unknown. You're accepting that it is unknown to you lovingly and that you will be protected, but it's a mist and you have to make a free will choice to step through to the unknown. So you are awesomely in line with Cryon and Sean Carroll, the medium Sean Carroll. You know, the, the Esther, Esther Hicks was where I started from. When she said, ask and it is given. That's the universal law. That's the first universal law. Ask and it is given. And so, how can the soul progress on the other side if we don't ask to help help creation with us? And that's what it's all about. Yes, I love the reference to the vortex and Abraham Hicks. Anything and everything, Abraham Hicks. <laughs> I agree. Well, just so we can wrap up today, thank you for being here. You're awesome. As always, I love you. Do you have any words of wisdom for other mediums who are developing or for others who aren't sure if they can develop and help how, how, how we're used to help um, humanity and the greater good, but for any other words of wisdom, anything at all you'd like to, to add? You can trust your gut, and I know that to be true. Physically, there are two different ner nerve endings that come together in the gut, and that's another little funny area. Trust your gut, and I, I think it needs to be rephrased now. But the other part of this is know that you will have naysayers, in any business, any corporation, they're naysayers, but they're there to set you up so that you will get on the right path, even as painful as it can be. It's, it's, it's like for you to take a pause and understand, okay, maybe there was something here that wasn't done the way it was supposed to be, but don't give up and don't give in because you have the innate ability. Everyone in this world has the ability. And once we can get the superness called, what is that? I call it the greater consciousness. There's another word for it. Once we get that organized on our side, then the coming together in a positive way is really going to change our world. It won't be as it is now, sadly to say, but of course this is in the future and who knows, it could be starting because of this thing in Ukraine. It's going to shake the world up so much that what will happen is there will be domino effect, it will travel around the world and things will change and it will be the uprising changing the thought patterns and way we think about things and we work so well on cultural things and differences in body types and the way we think and this is just a stepping stone what they're doing is stepping back in the super reality of what is yes that's what we are yeah thank you for that um well you always have uh, a sense of humor and you are very down to earth and i just want to thank you for being the human being you are and the soul 
that you are and um, for always being down to earth and for always providing um, a sense of humor as part of your readings because that laughter just no matter what I was going through in life um, you were always there for me and for many others and um, your readings were lifesavers and are lifesavers and you are just uh, a joy to know in this life and I just want to thank you with all my heart that you really are a joy an absolute joy not only as a mentor but as a friend and a human being um, and I'm just so glad we met and honored to know you and I love you with everything I have and um, I wanted to just let people know that Kathleen can be found at my three doors and she is on social media um, and you can contact her. Can you? Do you have any other information for how people can contact you? Yes, my email address is kath, K-A-T-H-J-U-L-Y, 725 at gmail.com. KathJuly725, all lowercase. At, at gmail. Yeah. Yes. Um, so anyone can contact you and go from there. And thank you again, Kathleen, for this podcast. Uh, Orb Magic says thank you. I want to add one last thing regarding humor. Somehow uh, a wonderful soul as a Canadian comes in and at the uh, times that are just most inappropriate and brings these one-liners that knocks especially my neighbors off the floor. So I'm working on to get this guy straightened out. <laughs> well, I like the one where, that's nice. I like the one where um, I was just talking to Stuart Alexander and, and he's another physical medium in the UK. And um, I got the chance to make him laugh and I'm so, I love it. Um, I like the old British joke. Um, there's a caller who calls in to uh, the operator and he, and he says to the, to, the, to the telecom operator, I'd like to report a nuisance caller. And the operator says, not you again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <Okay>. yeah, <laughs> we'll leave it there. Um, and thank you anyone who's here with us listening or in the future listening. Uh, we're going to put it on the airwaves and uh, leave it at that. Thanks. That wraps another episode of Orb Magic. Thank you for being here with us, the few of you who are. <laughs> And that was Kathleen Cotter Lloyd, evidential mental and physical medium in Minnesota, who has had over five, six, seven decades of experience in the mediumship world and with source spirit. And we would just like to leave it here and remind everyone that as fun as that interview was and as much as we love what we do, the joy, the love, the laughter, the healing, the fun, the awesomeness, the wisdom, the understanding, all the messages that come through spirit. The most important part of all of it is the healing and solace and communication that occurs with loved ones on the other side. Ascended masters, spirit guides, friends and family, that we've lost, who are now speaking through the medium, 
in one shape or form or another <laughs> um, for the sitter, for the client, for the person who is grieving, uh, for the person who is seeking more knowledge, understanding, and sometimes just for connection, community, and development for all involved, soul development from both sides of the universe here and on the other side. So thanks again for that uh, interview, Kathleen, and thank you all for being here. And um, there'll be another episode of Orb Magic. I don't know what's next. It's exciting. I have no idea. Uh, Maybe in a few weeks. Okay, stay safe. Stay kind. See you soon.